What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, an astrology podcast here to give you all the tea on what's happening in the universe. So, you know, you can blame your problems on the stars. I'm your co-host, Jade. And I'm your co-host, Kara. And together we are... The Astro Babes. Or, you know, Astro Millennials on Instagram if you want to give us like a little follow. It doesn't matter if you're new to astrology or super advanced. We keep it simple here and everybody is welcome in our Astro fam. Hey everyone. Whoa. Jade, we're so insane. Oh my god, Jesus. Are we like twin flames or something? Oh my gosh, you think that's a sign? Well, I just saw 1111, so I think that's a sign. But like, are you the divine masculine or the divine feminine? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know either. Doesn't matter. I guess we'll have to ask a twin flame coach you know, to help us decide. Yeah, if only we knew someone who, you know. Only we knew a twin flame coach. Well, don't worry because we do. Welcome back to another episode of the Blame It on the Stars podcast. So we're super duper excited because this week we're actually bringing in our first ever guest who happens to be a twin flame coach. Her name is Carly. We're going to introduce her in a hot second, but we just wanted to say that as per every time there's a nice easy little week in astrology, we wanted to have a nice fun little inspiring episode to get you guys through it. And congrats, this week is pretty breezy. Enjoy it because it's not going to be like that once September comes. So we thought that this would be something really cute and fun and special for everyone this week. Before we get into, you know, everything that you guys want to know about Twin Flames, I do want to say that we did actually launch our giveaway a week ago today. If you're listening to this at the time that, you know, this episode comes out, we are actually going to be picking the winner of our giveaway tomorrow on August 25th. So if you are listening to this Again, on the day that it comes out, you still have a chance to enter. So you're going to want to go to at BLME the stars on Twitter to enter. And if you were on Instagram, you're going to want to go to at BLME the stars or Astro Millennials in order to enter our giveaway. We're giving away a lot of cute stuff. We have tarot decks we have candles we have crystals we have some essential oils we really handpicked all of these items for you so you know if you are listening to this before we pick our winners definitely go and enter this is basically your last chance yeah and even if like you're listening to this after like don't be discouraged because you didn't have your notifications on so that's why you missed out maybe if you paid a little bit more attention this wouldn't have happened but <laughs> we'll probably do another giveaway at another milestone moment we haven't thought that far in advance yet but that's something that we're gonna plan on doing so without further ado like Let's talk about love. Let's talk about twin flames. Let's fall in love with each other because it's an easy week and I'm down to fall in love if you are. Okay, Carly, welcome. How does it feel to be our first guest? Well, it feels amazing and thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and so honored to be your first guest on your podcast. Yeah, welcome. We're happy to have you here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So just so... 
you know, our followers learn a little something about you. What is your big three? And if you want to give a little bit of background on like who you are, what you do, some fun facts, anything along those lines. Yes, definitely. So my name is Carly. I basically have a YouTube channel called Divine Messages with Carly and also Twitter and Instagram accounts to go along with my spiritual channel and I am a twin flame coach and also a tarot reader and divine channel and clairvoyant, clairaudient, all that stuff. I started my spiritual journey like about a year ago around the time that I met my twin flame which also has sparked me to become a twin flame coach for other people who are going through their journeys as well. So for my astrology placements, I'm a Taurus sun and a Taurus moon, and then my rising sign is Gemini, and I guess a little fun fact about that is that I'm a 12th house stellium person, so that definitely gives way to some of my psychic abilities too. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I know that we talked about it in one of like our previous episodes about like the twin flame journey. And I know that there's like a lot of talk about twin flames right now, especially with like TikTok. A lot of people seem to be like really into it and a lot of people still like have a lot of questions about what exactly is a twin flame. So if you just want to like start off by like giving our listeners like a way better description than my description previously on like what is a twin flame and what's the twin flame journey like. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely been very like popular topic and even the people who like are dealing with twin flames still it can be kind of hard to believe it I guess yourself and I feel like sometimes even the people who are actually dealing one with one really question it as well if their person really is a twin flame so something that's like a really big indicator of a twin flame is that they kind of spark a spiritual awakening within you and so this awakening can come maybe slightly before you meet your twin flame or once you've met your twin flame maybe after mine was a little bit before I met my twin flame and then meeting your twin flame like really kind of progresses that spiritual journey and sort of pushes you into like very much depths of an awakening and maybe uh for a lot of people a lot of shadow work due to some of the triggering but A big thing about a twin flame is that they do spark a lot of healing within you. So a lot of kind of this shadow work and they push you to see a lot of things about yourself that you may not have seen before or you may have even been running from. But also like another really big thing about a twin flame is they're a person who you may even feel like you've known for your whole life. So from the first time that you meet them, you kind of get that feeling that you've known them forever and conversation is really easy and kind of even like that finish each other's sentences kind of connection and they make you really want to be the most like not only your highest self like for yourself even not even just for them but for yourself but they also make you kind of you the most you that is possible so this is the type of person that you don't even want to really hide anything from like you want them to know you to your core because you feel that strong of a connection and you feel that accepted by them which I think is a big thing that sets twin flames apart from other types of connections is not feeling like really judged sometimes maybe you might feel that they like judge by them but normally that's kind of just due to projection so this is a person who doesn't judge you or doesn't you know think poorly of you like they think very highly of you So that would be kind of my experience with a twin flame. So a lot of 
like people always ask like how exactly do you know that someone is your twin flame I know that that's like another really popular topic that I keep seeing like being asked on Twitter so if you have like any insight on like how do you know if someone's like a twin flame versus like just like some regular person that you're dating or seeing yes that's a great question so one thing that is definitely like indicative of a twin flame would be this super strong eye contact and I feel like this is kind of something that I always go back to when people ask about twin flames because to me that's kind of like the one the one thing like beyond everything else and kind of at the core of everything else that really makes mine stand out to me compared to anyone else that there's just a connection there that I don't have with any friends with any family it's like look someone who basically looks into your soul and if you see this person even the first time that you see them you may not think that they are like the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with and they might not be necessarily like a love at first sight type of connection at the very first time so a lot of times you will meet your twin flame normally under kind of strange circumstances or maybe you'll see them from a distance or somewhere where you don't talk to them or maybe you'll meet them once and then you know not talk to them for months so normally there's kind of like a an interesting situation for like the first time that you meet them or see them for me like the first time that I saw my twin like in hindsight now knowing that they are my twin flame back then I had no clue that this was going to be the case but when I first saw him before I even knew who he was like I can still remember the very first time that we made eye contact and it was such a strong feeling like like it felt like I knew him already even though I'd never seen him before and like I also kind of just felt like I wanted to get to know him even though it was someone who I'd never seen before and a, a contact like eye contact like that I normally wouldn't ever remember just seeing someone across a room who I've never met before I normally wouldn't remember that but it's something that you kind of feel in your soul you feel like you've known this person before and once you guys start to talk you just feel like this person gets you better than anyone kind of like maybe even better than your family and you may have only known them for like a week so it's not something and it's and when we say that it's an intense connection this isn't something that makes you feel like anxious or makes you feel just like uneasy around them maybe sometimes it does if you're you know projecting like if you're nervous or something like that but it's it's not something where you feel like you have to hide parts of yourself you know to be good enough for them it's like you want them to see you for who you really are so that's kind of what has been the difference between like a twin flame and sort of what set my twin flame apart was definitely just the eye contact and that instant connection that I know I haven't felt with anyone else Oh my gosh, wait, it's actually like so funny that you mentioned that eye contact because, you know, I have been someone who doesn't, who isn't necessarily sure if I'm like in a twin flame connection or not. Like I've kind of struggled with the concept of it because there's a lot of like misinformation out there. So I am very glad that, you know, you're joining us and you're able to like clarify, you know, what's actually going on. But that eye contact thing is so funny. I'm going to give you like a little bit of a backstory, I guess. So I studied abroad in London, but I, like I got to this trip like late. So like I wasn't, I, like, I didn't meet anyone the night before when everyone else met, but 
anyways we woke up the next morning so the first thing I ever did on this trip was like go to this breakfast and it was so early like I didn't even put my contacts in so like mind you I couldn't see anything at this breakfast I just like rolled up you know got my food went to go sit down and I walked into the dining room where everyone was eating like there was this person there that you know I couldn't even totally see but I already was like who is him like who is that like I need to know like who he is like I, I like he's staring at me like why is he staring at me like do I know him like it was the strangest thing in the whole entire world I was like I like literally never met this person before as soon as I walked into the room I was like I need to like know who that person is so it's just like so funny that you say that because I had a similar experience but like again couldn't even see like it was also like a felt type of like connection where I was like him like he's important must get to know him yes exactly that's really how it is and where you both are like staring at one another because that's how it was for me I saw my person like across the like kind of cafeteria thing at work I was also getting food for like breakfast yeah and I remember just saying to the friend that I was with I was like that kid keeps looking at me but I only noticed because I kept looking at him yeah that's (laughs) what I thought was happening (laughs) yes (laughs) I thought he was just looking at me because I was staring at him but I don't know apparently not because I actually found out that we had matched on tinder and it's kind of like really funny how like the universe works because like we had like matched but like I never answered him but like at the time I didn't know that like he brought this up like later on but like he had told me that he had matched and then he saw me in person so like that's why he was staring at me but it's actually like so interesting how like the universe won't let you like miss out on your like twin like they won't let it like pass you by like you know if you're meant like if it's meant to happen if you're meant to meet them like you will like no matter what even if you swipe right and never talk to the person (laughs) like things might still work out somehow literally and I love that we're like both absolute examples of that because I had such a similar experience that like with my person so after I had seen him just a couple times around the office granted there are 13,000 people who worked in the office that we worked in together and so this isn't like by any means a coincidence as we all know (laughs) but after I'd just seen him around with kind of mutual acquaintance before and still had no clue who he was or anything and then he did like me on a dating app and I knew that he was at my work and at that time I was so set on not dating or having anything with anyone from work no 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 and so I swiped no on him and of course as the universe so works we ended up getting put on the same like four person team within this 13,000 person office we were put underneath the same manager working together like very closely every day so yeah I absolutely agree with you that the universe like will not let you be apart (laughs) yeah it's actually wild too because he goes to the same like university as I do and I believe that there's like 50,000 people there and like he's in a frat so like theoretically there were so many opportunities where like I could have crossed paths with this person and it didn't happen until like the timing was right like it happened also like all the way across the world like who would have thought that like it's really just like so wild (laughs) I know I feel like that's a big thing that I've seen before people have said about twin flame connections that you meet in just like weird situation or something like that so I love that you guys met abroad like how yeah (laughs) it happened like that that's amazing (laughs) I also do have a ninth house Venus so I will mention that because you know this is an astrology podcast so if you do (laughs) have your Venus in the ninth house or maybe some other ninth house placements there is the potential for that to happen as well maybe also Jupiter in the seventh could have a similar effect well anyway 
So, like, besides, like, the eye contact, I know, like, a lot of people ask, like, what are some, like, omens or, like, signs that you'll see around the time that you're going to meet your twin flame, if there's, like, any angel numbers, like, anything along those lines that, like, are, like, little symbols that you're, like, in that right direction. Yes, yeah, that's definitely a big part of the journey, and that's definitely been, like, a huge hot topic too I feel like the angel numbers and stuff like that so I definitely do think that numbers are a big thing so that's definitely been a big part of my journey that you kind of like don't really think of at first and it just in the beginning I feel like these things that are kind of widely called synchronicities in the beginning it almost just seems like coincidences and you're just like what the heck like why does this keep happening like why do I keep catching 11 11 on the clock or like on my phone or the timer or like the microwave or just seeing it on license plates, seeing 222, 333, all this stuff. And so for me, you know, I didn't ever really notice those. Maybe every once in a while I would catch 1111 or see like a repeating number sometimes, but it didn't happen for me a ton until on cue I met my twin flame and I started to see them a lot more. And even when we were kind of like in separation or like especially like energetic separation so like very separated while I was with a kind of different partner then I didn't really see them nearly as much and then again once my twin and I kind of came back sort of more energetically together I started to see them again so that's a big thing is seeing things like 1111 222 just repeating numbers but also any type of angel numbers like sometimes you will start to see ones that are just may not even be a repeating number like lately I've been seeing 221 and like 911 and stuff like that so sometimes I honestly just google them because a lot of times there are a lot of different interpretations for the different angel numbers and stuff but really those numbers are just like your spirit guide your angels the universe whatever kind of sending you a little signal that like yes this person that you're thinking of while you see this number like or you know the person that you're talking to while it's this time like 11 11 or whatever it's just kind of pointing you in the direction of your person and kind of reminding you of them if you're not already thinking of them and just kind of showing you a simple like yes this is what you think it is this is like a divine soul connection and this you know kind of just pointing you back towards this person so also other synchronicities that you will see related to a twin flame is like their name people who look like them I've seen a person who looks like my twin like just running and jogging or like in the car or something like that like I said yeah seeing their name seeing their zodiac sign things like that and also maybe hearing songs that like remind you of them or maybe that like were playing one time when you guys were in the car that your person has played for you so it's synchronicities like that where you're like what the heck is this a coincidence no it's not just like nothing is <laughs> but I think that those are like the biggest signs and stuff that I think of as being associated with the journey. Another hot topic question that I like regularly see on like Twitter is because like part of the whole twin flame journey, I feel like people always talk about the whole like separation aspect of it. But how do you know the difference between being in like a toxic situation versus like actually being in separation? Yeah, this is definitely a very good question. So basically, if I mean, I guess, first of all, I want to start off with anything that is abusive in any sort of way is not ever going to be a twin flame in any, like, 
parallel universe or anything that's not <laughs> a thing. So anyone, you know, that is mentally, verbally, emotionally, hopefully not physically abusive, anything like that will never be a twin flame situation. And that is definitely a toxic situation. And so also anyone, you know, who's controlling, who gaslights you, those are all big red flags of a toxic situation. For whether it's a twin flame separation is really whether like what you're dealing with is a healthy partner who's really pushing you to kind of level up to your highest self. So that's a really big thing that's like always to keep in mind with a twin flame is that they're pushing you towards your highest self, you know? So if this is someone who kind of was allowing you to stay trapped in any toxic or karmic patterns or, you know, a really bad position in your life or doesn't, you know, was keeping you either like keeping you from healing or just not pushing you to heal, you know, that's really not a twin flame because your twin flame will always be pushing you and wanting you to heal yourself and be inspiring you, whether like directly or indirectly to heal yourself and to kind of rise up to your highest self. So when you're in separation, it's it's very painful because you're separated from someone who feels honestly like home to you. You know, you feel so comfortable in their presence. So that's another thing is that kind of sets twin flames apart is that you you it feels like like butterflies. It really does. And sometimes butterflies can be bad because it means, you know, that you're that you're trying to be something that you're not for this person or that you're really excessively nervous around them. But for a twin flame even if you get like a little bit nervous or get these butterflies like at the end of the day you feel most at home next to this person and that's why it's so hard to be in separation from them and so a lot of times it does trigger codependent like wounds and abandonment wounds and things like that which is why the separation is so painful to be apart from them because a lot of times twin flames, I'm prime example, like I had codependency in my family, in my friendships, so, and that kind of leaked into my partnerships, like romantic partnerships as well. So it was kind of hard for me while in separation to, you know, not feel rejected and not feel everything like this. But I guess basically to know the difference between twin flame separation and, you know, a toxic situation is I guess with a twin flame, really it would just be knowing that all the other signs are there for a twin flame and then you can basically have the faith that this connection is still going to happen because you still feel that energetic attachment to your person in a healthy way you still feel that love for them that deep love for them and you still feel that love from them even if you two are in separation you still have that deep knowing that they have love for you and you still have a deep love for them and so I guess once you would be in a toxic situation or just any other type of situation where you're in separation from someone, I know just the other partners I've been with, I didn't still feel that same deep love for them when we were separated as I do for my twin, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Just like going off of like what you were saying, like what are some of the reasons why like people would go into separation? And also like if you're the person on like the other end, like how do you... Because it's, I feel like for some people, it's hard to tell if it's like toxic or if you're just like feeling like it's a twin flame because, you know, the YouTube tarot lady said that. So, like, how do you know if you're like waiting around for nothing versus like if it's like a legitimate thing? Does that make any sense? Yeah, 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 that does. Okay, so first of all, I guess actually I'll answer that last question first and then come back to your first one. So, I think that a way that you would know that you're actually waiting on like something legit is just I think I think that the main way to know really is that it's 
it's you're like working on yourself and doing healing and like working on things that are bringing you towards like your own highest self so with the twin flame connection a lot of times it can be seen as waiting but I really hate to see it that way because you're doing like work on yourself in the meantime and so really when you start to see it as waiting is kind of where it gets toxic even if it is a twin flame because even if you are a twin flame you never want to be in that situation where you're just sitting waiting on your partner to come back and save you because that's also where you know some people can have wounds in that area of kind of this savior complex sort of not thinking that they're enough on their own and that they need someone to kind of come in and save them or also with codependency like I said think you need it you need to be with a partner to be able to accomplish certain things or do certain things or just whatever else when that's kind of really a core part of the twin flame journey is realizing how whole you are on your own and that you can kind of accomplish all of your your passions your goals and really like prioritizing yourself in your own life so I think that that's really really a big thing about like twin flame separation versus other separation is I feel like in twin flame separation is when you know that this person that you are quote-unquote waiting on is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with and the thing is that you have this deep soul knowing that they feel the same way about you so with another partner when you go into separation you know you you probably don't have that same feeling that they're the person you want to spend the rest of your life with but with a twin flame even if you're going to separation still when you think about them you're like this person checks every box they might be different from what you thought that you wanted but they like are everything at the end of the day that you want in a partner for the rest of your life even if you're kind of scared of the connection right now so that's something that kind of stands apart from me between like a twin flame separation so then I guess where I was going with that is that you know that you're waiting on something that will be for forever whereas when you go into separation with other partners sometimes you will just seek out another partner once you're done you know whereas with a twin flame the reason you have that motivation to wait for them is because you want to grow and heal yourself to be able to be ready for the person who's your forever so you're not maybe you're trying to run from the connection and you get a different like karmic partner like I did <laughs> so no shame there because it definitely happens and you definitely can look for another partner while you're in separation with your twin but a lot of times when you go into separation you know I mean now I've still been in separation since I ended things with my karmic was around January and you know I've been in separation still from my twin we talk but I'm not in union yet so like this whole time I've been you know not doing dating apps or anything like that because I already know who I want to spend the rest of my life with and it's been worth it because I've just been working on myself my goals my passions healing some remaining shadow work which is never going to be over I'm sure and all that stuff in the meantime because it's really just something that's worth it and it's someone who makes me feel better makes me want to share more of myself and be more of myself and be myself best self for myself and for him and for us whereas other partners kind of made me feel you know not enough and made me feel well didn't make me feel but I did feel like I wasn't enough or I felt trapped in you know karmic cycles or they kind of didn't inspire me to kind of escape from these karmic cycles in my life whereas my twin really inspires me to kind of get out of break out of those cycles and become my best self and so that's kind of everything that you're going through while you're in separation is just working on yourself while you know that this person is is what's best for you that which is what I cannot say about other partners so something that triggers us to go into separation for a lot of twin flames a lot of times it is the triggering that simply gets too painful so 
there's a lot of different ways that, you know, the triggering can be painful. So like I said, this connection can be something where you get, you know, very like nervous around one another or whatever else. But there's a lot of really kind of a basis of what's called mirroring in the twin flame connection is that your twin really reflects like a lot of things within you because your twin flame is very similar to you, very similar to you in a lot of ways, but also kind of like the complete opposite of you. So this is why it's like very much associated with the yin yang because you always will be kind of like on the same page, but just sort of different sides of the page. So you see things differently and you've often been through similar trauma, similar like family re relationship experiences kind of to give you like the same ways that you react to things. So really your person will reflect things back to you either through, you know, reacting to things in the same way or acting similar to you. And so then you can see, you know, the things that you hadn't seen in yourself before. But basically, they just bring those things to the surface. And sometimes it gets very painful. So in my experience, like for my own situation, something that I struggled with was codependency and abandonment issues and things like that kind of stemming from childhood well definitely stemming from childhood and so like my twin flame he kind of has a habit of not really responding to my text messages sometimes which also isn't uncommon in twin flame connections to somehow kind of sometimes like block the other person which normally would be kind of a toxic trait but within twin flames so that's something I'm normally hesitant to talk about because it is like a very common thing. However, it's really not the best practice to do that. But sometimes when a person like gets hurt and wants to keep running from the connection because it's so painful with the triggering, like I said, sometimes they will just like not feel like they can even hear the person out of what they have to say because they're just so scared of such like a strong and pure connection is what it comes down to is that you're actually either don't feel worthy of or are just absolutely fearful of such a pure form of love and intimacy especially because you've either never experienced it i know that i've never really had like a very pure true form of unconditional love in my life you know even through family i've never felt that so it's this with a twin flame was something totally new to me you know to feel love to my core and like unconditionally and so, uh, and even through, you know, friendships, I never really felt that way. And so that's a big thing that you can even feel like not worthy of it or just so unfamiliar with it. And same with the intimacy, not feeling like someone will really accept you for who you are at your core. And so that's why you kind of run from the situation because you're just like kind of just so shook by it and you feel like no one would ever feel that way. It just feels too good to be true or just too scary t to be real. But like in my situation, so I was dealing with abandonment issues and stuff. And so once it was kind of just the icing on the cake for me, or I guess straw that broke the camel's back or whatever, <laughs> that my twin flame just didn't respond once when I asked him to hang out outside of work. And so that for me, I saw that as, you know, trying to really take a leap of faith and like really I saw it as having my heart on my sleeve like being so vulnerable to me that was a huge step to make even though I was being a little bit dramatic about that but like to me in that moment it felt very vulnerable and I just when he didn't respond to me like my abandonment wounds were immediately triggered my you know fear of being rejected immediately triggered 
And, you know, I kind of allowed my mind to run the show instead of my heart, instead of listening to my heart, which knew that he has the same feelings that I have for him, that he returns the same love that I have for him because I knew that in my heart and in my soul. But my head was playing the same old story of he doesn't like you. He's rejecting you. He doesn't care about you. He's not ready for this. Little did I know I wasn't ready for that either because I was working through those abandonment wounds and those things that were triggered in me that I wasn't able to see before. But he kind of just pointed right back at me by doing something as simple as not responding to a text and triggering me to feel the way that I did so strongly about that and so strongly like negatively. But the thing about this is that you see how there he didn't say anything hurtful to me. He didn't mentally, emotionally, whatever, abuse me or anything like that. It was a simple lack of response to a text that then I had such strong pain about. So I think that that's a big thing that separates twin flames from other connections too, is that a lot of the pain that you're feeling is kind of self-inflicted because it's due to your own traumas and things that the person's mirroring back to you. It's not really the person really causing any harm to you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I feel that so hard. But anyway, do you like have any advice for people who are in separation or who might be going through similar situations? Absolutely, because it definitely is a very difficult, you know, situation to be in. Because like I was saying before, it's someone who feels like home to you. And also, you know, even if those wounds are triggered, like abandonment wounds and codependency and all that stuff, it just kind of comes up to the surface and normally like sort of all at once. And there's just this, especially in the beginning of separation, just kind of emotional turmoil. And so I absolutely can relate to that. And I feel like I feel like for twin flames, one of the biggest things to remember in separation, kind of just to start to have faith and trust in is that if this person is your twin flame, you know, if you resonate with some of the things that I've already said and other things you've like read about twin flames and received a lot of confirmation from your guides and everything like that, then, you know, just having that faith that this person will always be yours and like in your destiny, you two are destined, your union is destined for you. It is yours. And, you know, you and this person have already always come back to one another. You've had this energetic connection, even when you were in separation or, you know, you've always had that strong soul bond and that love for one another. Like, even if you were with someone else or they were with someone else, like you were thinking about them while you were with anyone else. And you can trust that they are thinking about you if they are or if they were. And so that's something that is like really important to remember is that you two always come back to one another and this connection like will always be yours at the end of the day. So in order to basically claim your union, (laughs) you just kind of have to focus on yourself in the meantime and heal all of those things that were triggered. Not all of them because healing will never be done and it's definitely far from an overnight process, but really just healing a lot of the things that they mirrored in you that you may have run away from or not been ready to see or not wanted to see. And you know, the things that may make you feel not good enough for this connection, not ready for this connection, like, like you aren't worthy or deserving of a divine countership or of a like such a strong and pure form of love of unconditional love. Like I said, you could have unworthiness like triggers that are wounds that have been triggered just like I have. And I know a lot of other people kind of struggle with that. So really just healing on those and healing a lot of like shocker work. So definitely like, 
heart chakra is one of them and you know solar plexus chakra working on your confidence and really to just in the meantime know that the best thing that you can do for the two of you for your connection is to work on yourself and to heal yourself like the more you work on yourself and the closer you get to your highest self to your highest path here on this earth to your truest purpose to your highest good and to your like happiest most confident most badass self that is like the best thing that you can do for your connection is growing working on yourself pursuing your passions your goals figuring out you know what would make you absolutely glow up in every way of your life you know and like we touched on before really one of the worst things that you can do is just sit back and passively wait and hope for this person to come back because I just have to say that's not going to bring them closer to you what brings them closer to you is you leveling up because this will you know you healing and doing that work brings you closer to union and really like prepares you for union because the thing is you you wouldn't want the connection if you're not in separation this means that really both of you or if you are in separation this really means that both of you are not ready for the connection yet and that's a hard pill to swallow even for me because it's easy to project and just say oh they are not ready for this connection yet like I said like that was the story I was telling myself when my twin and I went into separation however now in hindsight I was far from ready as well and I'm sure that's the story he told himself too was that I just that I just simply wasn't ready for it when really I saw that he wasn't so we both you know it's easy for twin flames to both kind of project that on the other and not want to look again in the mirror and say wow maybe I'm also not quite ready for this connection so I think that that's what's important is being able to acknowledge that like where you kind of are still struggling in relationships and where you are still feeling, you know, those feelings of abandonment or unworthiness. So really all of the pain you're feeling, the best thing you can do for yourself as well is get to the core of it and say, why am I feeling this way? Why not even not? And so the answer to that should never be focused on them. It shouldn't be because he didn't text me back. Like, that's not the answer to why I was feeling the way that I was. The answer to why I was feeling that way that I was was rooted in childhood, like I said. So then I had to go sit with that and say, okay, what happened when I was a child to, you know, make me feel that way and make this be so painful to me when someone does something as little as not respond to a text? You know, why does that make me feel so rejected and things like that? So that's where a lot of the healing really, like helps in your connection and helps you to come closer to union okay and then like the last out of like mine and Kara's questions before we get into our like listener questions is like what is the t on 5d and telepathic communication because i know that there's a lot of people who like hear that and have no clue what it means <laughs> yes yes this is a great question and that's a question I've been receiving as well, so I'm very happy to touch on this one because it definitely is a very like strange concept. And I I haven't mentioned yet either, but for anyone who is like not a twin flame but is listening to this, you know, I didn't even know what a twin flame was before I met mine. So some of this stuff may seem, you know, a little bit far-fetched and I can definitely attest that it would have to me as well before I was in a twin flame connection. So especially, I guess, some of this next stuff we're going to get into because it's like a very intense connection where you can really communicate and connect on another level. So I feel like the kind of the core of the 5D connection really is this like super intense eye contact and connection where it's kind of referred to as 
soul recognition so when you look into this person's eyes you really just feel like they're seeing you to your core but also that your soul recognizes them they feel familiar like someone you've known in past lives because you have known each other and loved each other in past lives and this is why it feels so strong and so familiar but basically it kind of feels it sounds so corny <laughs> but it feels like sort of the world just kind of melts away around you and like when you're in that moment with your person your energy matches one another and you can just see in their eyes that spark that they feel the same way about you but there's within the 5d or like telepathic communication there's a lot of just very subliminal messages so saying things when maybe no one else would think anything of it but your twin is able to interpret kind of the hidden message there it's kind of like reading between the lines other people just hear what you say but your person can kind of hear what you're saying underneath the surface they do the work to put the puzzle pieces together because they're you're just constantly thinking over what the other person had said not in really a toxic way but you're just thinking over and the more you do where that telepathy kicks in is that you can you know start to kind of hear it how they heard what you said so not just saying like oh well I said that but then you can kind of start to backtrace and hear things from a more objective perspective which is also where these connections do make you so much more self-aware but so that's one thing that's kind of the subliminal messages and so that also goes through social media which I know I've heard from other twin flames that they like do the same and that they relate to that part is posting things on which people can who people who are not in twin flame connections like can still do this because I have done this before like back through high school or whatever but posting things even on social media for your person to see because since it is such a strong connection and sometimes just when you're in separation it's hard like to be able to tell them directly you know how you feel or things like that so definitely sharing things on social media that every again with the subliminal messages that everyone else who sees it may not think much of it but your person like will get the message that you are sending them and they will like understand what you are trying to the message you are trying to deliver to them basically so another way that this is done is through music. So some people are able to communicate with their person through, you know, I mean, if you are in more consistent contact, then you can like actually just, they'll send each other songs and be like, oh, listen to this song, listen to the lyrics of this song or something and give messages to one another that way. Or, you know, it can be done a lot more subtly by, again, with social media, posting songs on Instagram or Twitter or something or even like much more direct way would be like saving them to a playlist for the person to see or something like that so that's what I do with my twin flame save them to a playlist and like again with that telepathic connection it's and something that's very unique to a twin flame connection is that the energy match is always there you two are always like matched energetically so that when I had this gut feeling that my twin flame was checking my social media, my music platform, like my Spotify is what I use. I knew because I was checking his and I knew at my core like that he was checking mine as well. Whereas so this isn't something where just like one person is checking up on the other and the other person like wouldn't even think to do that like no the energy matches there and if you're doing it like they will be doing it too and you will know in your like heart and soul that they are matching your energy 
And then I guess the last part of kind of the 5D and telepathic communication would definitely be dreams, which is a big part of it. So dreams, yeah, it's definitely a totally different experience than I've experienced with anyone else. So definitely if you're, I wouldn't say that dreams are like the sole indicator of a twin flame connection because, you know, you could dream of a karmic partner, a soulmate, just like you dream of your friends and family, even strangers on the street, you know, even soulmates, I've had a soulmate come to me and even speak to me like in my dream. However, that's still not my twin flame. People can project their energy onto you, you know, so that's definitely not the sole indicator. But with twin flames, I will say that it's a very different connection because kind of just even when you like make contact with your twin flame in the dream realm, it's like a totally different feeling like I've never felt before. It just feels so strong and it feels like you're reliving past lives or, you know, being projected into the future where you're in union with this person. And it just seems like in, in your dream state, you're able to be in union and you're able to communicate the things that you don't say in real life. So that's something that's like very unique to the twin flame connection in the dream world. You're able to communicate the things that you can't say in real life. And that's what sets it apart is that at least for me personally in dreams, I've never had anyone else come and say things that were of any meaning really to me. So this isn't the type of dream that you're like, wow, that was random. Like you, you wake up and you just know that that's what they want to say to you in real life. That like that they visited you to give you this information, like through the dream world. So you're able to literally communicate and you know, it's even the feeling sometimes that you both had that dream together because it feels like you are in that moment together in the dream realm. And it's just a very strong feeling. So that's been my experience with 5D and telepathic communication. Okay, so now we're going to move into our questions from our audience. And our first question is a little bit spicy. <laughs> it's can someone you don't know, like a celebrity, be your twin flame? Yes, so this is definitely a good question because I know that I've had people reach out to me before about like inquiring about someone who they thought was a twin flame and this was kind of just based on their birth charts and like sort of that synastry data. And so someone actually did reach out to me about someone who they thought due to, you know, their birth charts was their twin flame, however, was a celebrity. And so... I think that this would be something that generally if you have not met the person in real life and you know even going down to I mean like I sort of touched on before I don't know if I fully mentioned how you know the first time that I saw my twin flame I had no clue you know who this person would be in my life I kind of wanted to get to know him but otherwise it didn't seem like someone who you know was gonna obviously be my life partner by any means and really even once I got to know him I didn't know in the beginning really that I would fall for him in the way that I did as corny as that sounds saying that out loud but so I feel like really without meeting the person and the person like in real life in person you really wouldn't be able to confirm that they are your twin flame so I would say no yeah I um I'm just gonna say this just reminds me of when I was like 16 I was literally like obsessed with like Harry Styles I thought like we were gonna like fall in love and run off into the sunset together (laughs) 
And, like, I remember specifically, like, I got to meet them and I, like, did that whole, like, annoying, like, 16-year-old, like, shave the entire body, like, just in case, you know, Harry Styles looked me in the eyes and was like, that's my twin flame. I mean, I didn't know what twin flames were, but I was, like, in my head, I was like, yeah, like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna meet Harry Styles, he's gonna fall in love with me, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I got there and, like, he was probably, like, honestly high or something, was not paying attention at all, like, he didn't even have shoes on i was so bummed (laughs) so i'm gonna say definitely meet that celebrity in person because like 16 year old jade was convinced and then she learned really quick (laughs) that no maybe in the next lifetime you and harry style coming for you (laughs) bae exactly claim So this next question, Jade and I actually touched on a little bit. We tried to answer it, you know, the best that we could. But, you know, we're here with an expert to get the actual full complete answer to this next question, which is, what is the difference between a twin flame, karmic connection, and a soulmate? So basically, I feel like a soulmate, first of all, can be really anyone in your life. Like, so this is not only romantic this can be your friends like very platonic situations can be a soulmate also even your family you know anyone in your life really who is here to kind of teach you a lesson and who you feel you know that that deep bond with so this can be really anyone who kind of feels like you're your soul family basically so it's kind of that feeling that you have with your family but it doesn't have to be just family because like i said this can be friends or this can be a romantic partner or even you know i have people who are i feel like are soulmates who are friends who i've met through twitter so it doesn't even have to be someone who you've met in person so i think that that's like one of the big things about soulmates is that you can have multiple and they can be you know different parts of your life not just romantic Whereas a twin flame, in theory, you know, there's only one. For a soulmate, so this is someone who is here to kind of just be with you for part of your journey. And so this is really anyone who you have that quote-unquote like soul contract with. So like I said, this is even your family. But especially, you know, with if it is a romantic partner, someone who's a soulmate... The connection feels very comfortable and you do have love for them, like mutual love. But I guess just with soulmates, normally they kind of hit a point where you kind of separate paths. So like, I mean, maybe it can be for forever. You know, some people with their family, especially, or some people do have friends for a really long period of time. But even with my very strong soulmate friends, you know, we recently had a point where you know, I kind of was growing and we kind of hit just a breaking point where it wasn't really connections like that were meant to move any further. So like they say, some for a reason, some for a season. So those are kind of soulmate connections. However, it is like a strong, you know, mutual love. And then I guess for a karmic connection, really the biggest thing for a karmic connection, I feel like a lot of times in karmic partnerships, you don't really feel comfortable showing your full self. You don't really feel at home with a person. You don't really feel like yourself. You might feel like you have to hide things about yourself to be accepted by that person. You might, you know, feel like you can't be your full self. You can't ever show your full self around that person. Whereas with a twin flame, that would never be the case. Like I was kind of touching on before, you feel more yourself. You feel like you want to show them your full self and like you want them to know every part about you, even the worst parts. You want them to know your 
family trauma, even the, you know, habits that you (laughs) think that you hate about yourself, you still want them to know about it. Like, because they make you love every part of yourself. They make you see that yin and yang within yourself. Like, when I met my twin flame, it really, uh, I used to wear, like, a full face of makeup every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that, because it really, like, did make me feel more confident and it was something that I was somewhat doing for myself however I started to realize that I didn't really want to go without makeup and that I felt insecure going without makeup and stuff like that so that's just one example that my twin finally made me realize that like me with makeup wouldn't exist without me without makeup (laughs) so like both of those are parts of me and just because I think that I look better like with makeup, the me without makeup isn't going to stop existing. So I might as well just embrace her. And that's like same with, you know, every part of myself. It really, Twin Flame Connection really makes you embrace and love every single part of yourself so much more. Whereas, you know, a karmic partnership makes you feel uncomfortable in your soul, even though, you know, when you're with this person, there's a part of you that feels unsettled because you don't feel like entirely yourself. And this person teaches you lessons, not in the way that a twin flame does, because a twin flame does this through mirroring and through, you know, showing you the parts of yourself that you need to heal and stuff. Whereas a karmic partner oftentimes will kind of exhibit the same often toxic kind of behaviors or situations that you've dealt with with other people in the past that you still needed to work through or learn a lesson from. So this can be, you know, controlling or narcissistic behaviors or tendencies. You know, it can be things maybe like abuse or anything like that, maybe stuff that you've dealt with in childhood or with other relationships or situations in your life that maybe the karmic partner can even show you in maybe a more mild form. However, they definitely do feel kind of like a soulmate at first, and it is a type of soulmate connection because it's a soul contract or soul bond, but they definitely do show their colors at one point, and it normally comes out to be more of a toxic relationship because, like I said, even from the beginning, you don't always feel so at home with them like you do with a twin flame, and they don't really like spark you to become your best self in the way that a twin flame does so a karmic partner will kind of just allow you to sort of sit in those habits that aren't so great for you or in those like cycles or with those people who aren't great for you and they don't really promote you to be your best self whereas like twin flame like I said before either directly or indirectly will you know really promote you to be leveling up and be doing and being around with people who are for your best self it's actually so interesting that you mentioned makeup because I can totally relate to that like with my karmic I always used to wear like heavy makeup and this was in like 2016 like back when like that YouTube like full face like you know you have to bake your under eye you need that strong contour like that like intense makeup like I literally used to do my entire face before I would go to see him and then like if he told me that he really liked this one lipstick like I would wear that one lipstick because I felt like I had to do that to you know like be seen or to like get that type of attention from him whereas now like I don't feel that at all and it's not that Like, I don't know, I was kind of unconscious of what I was doing at the time, but now I don't necessarily feel the need that if we're going to, even if we're going to go out to, like, get drinks, like, I don't feel the need to, like, put on a full face of makeup because I know that, you know, my partner is, like, going to see me as, like, beautiful and he's still going to be attracted to me, like, regardless of, like, what makeup I put on or not. So I thought that was a really funny thing that you brought up. Yes, definitely. And, like, I feel like one that just reminded me of 
one other thing is just with karmic partners so how i said you kind of might feel like you want to hide things from them or something like i mean with me honestly i was like going through still kind of some of my shadow work period and kind of a darker time in my life when i was with my karmic partner so one thing that I kind of turned to, regrettably, <laughs> was cigarettes during that time period. So I was smoking still, which I've since quit, but that was a bad habit of mine. And that was something that I hid from my karmic partner. Like, and that one time he even like told me that my voice sounded raspy and was like, are you sick? I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. So like, this is something I would never do with my twin is like blatantly lie. <laughs> like literally that was just a lie that I told. But you know, this is because I felt like I needed to hide those parts of myself that I struggled with or that I thought weren't good enough because yeah, it really is just like feeling like you need to, you know, do certain things or be a certain way to be good enough for that person, just like you said. So yeah, I struggled with that too. Like speaking of karmic relationships, <laughs> is there any way to tell that a relationship is karmic before you go through all of that drama? <laughs> Well, there's definitely some signs. So I guess going off the stuff that we just touched on, like, so that was something that was difficult. And I feel like in the time I was pretty unconscious to it as well. You know what I was doing at a deep level, like in hindsight, I know that I was kind of covering up the red flags, like things, because I knew that like when I first met my twin flame, that I was willing to show him, you know, all the parts of myself, like that I smoked, that I did all these things that I was ashamed of, you know, any of these parts of myself that I didn't want other people to see. So when I was with my karmic, that was one red flag to me, you know, that I was not willing to show some parts of myself to him that I, you know, felt like I would be judged or not accepted. That's definitely a red flag in any connection. But I feel like really with karmic partners there's really no avoiding the drama that comes along with it because something i kind of learned is that you can't really run from karma bad or good so really whatever lesson you're meant to learn you're probably going to learn regardless so even if you are able to see you know that this is a karmic partner and escape from that situation there's really no running from the lesson so you will learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn regardless but you know so i guess really the biggest way to avoid you know the drama would really be to acknowledge those red flags and to get out of it sooner rather than later because the longer you keep telling yourself that this person is what you want and this stuff you're just dragging it out so really i guess the biggest tip would be to acknowledge those red flags that you're trying to cover up if you are in a karmic situation because some of them i was i was relatively consciously aware of and didn't want to admit to myself so yeah you'll you'll learn the lesson that you're supposed to learn but the sooner i guess you'll learn it sooner if you you know start to acknowledge those red flags and then also get to the core of why you were not wanting to admit them to yourself you know why you were with someone who you had to hide parts of yourself why you don't feel like you are enough to show the parts of yourself you know that or why you're not accepting these parts of yourself because if you don't want to show them to someone else that means that some part of you isn't accepting that part of yourself if you think it won't be accepted by other people so that's basically my take on that <laughs> i have a cue a personal cue now that we're on this topic <laughs> uh <-huh>. but like <laughs> how like can you stop attracting karmic partners because like i'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> like the tea is that like every single time i date a guy like it goes so well and then it like hits a point where it's like getting to the 
like good and then they like freak out disappear run away and then I'm just like wow I guess like is the karmic lesson that I need to keep learning here that like you're single until you know the word girlfriend comes out of their mouth or like (laughs) like what like how do I stop this from happening because like it's exhausting (laughs) yeah I definitely know what you mean because I have a very bad track record previously before meeting my twin flame in my other connections and so I definitely resonate with that I feel like well it's it's I guess it's just the answer that no one wants to hear because I don't want to hear it myself because like I said my history of codependency and that kind of stuff but I feel like the best way to kind of prep yourself for like meeting or attracting your twin flame or the person that you're supposed to be with instead of you know a toxic or a karmic partner is really just Uh, I hate to say it because it's so hard to do, but I feel like once you get to the point where you accept that, like, where you accept yourself for who you are and accept that you can be whole on your own and kind of stop looking for that, not to say that you're doing this, but this was what my experience was when I kind of stopped looking for external validation in other people, which I'm still healing and still working through. But I think that that's one big thing is sometimes... Like, when I attracted my karmic partner, I was still, I it was on, like, a dating app, and there's nothing wrong with those whatsoever, but that was when I was kind of really not only trying to run from my twin flame and from that connection and distract myself from it, but really just distract myself from, like, the healing that I had to do in my own life, so I feel like really once you can get to the point where you're kind of more, I guess just really more focused on yourself so not not exactly like entirely focused on yourself and not looking for love, although that's what some people say is find you when you're not looking for it or whatever. But I feel like maybe just focus more on you and doing things that are, you know, making investing in yourself and instead of really investing in other people, I guess. So investing in yourself first and kind of releasing some of that fear that you'll, you know, never find someone or or that you I had a fear literally that I would be some old cat lady or whatever. <laughs> but then I kind of came to terms, you know, that that it's not the worst thing in the world to be single or to, you know, be alone. And so that definitely like helped me because it was a big step for me to leave my karmic partner around January and then not even get on dating apps or anything like that. Like knowing that my, that I had my twin flame and that I was working towards that union definitely helped. However, it was a huge step for me to not, you know, turn to someone else because even my, I feel like us as Taurus moons, we like someone next to us. We like having someone to cuddle with. We like, you know, just, I liked having someone beside me in bed. And that's why I turned to my karmic partner. And that's why I stayed with him for as long as I did, honestly, because it was nice having someone there, having someone to talk to. So I feel like really just feeling comfortable on your own is the biggest first step in working towards that as hard as it is to do. Word, word. The struggle is real. Yeah, all of it's easier said than done. That's for sure. Okay, last question. How can I heal my heart chakra pain after separation from my twin flame? How long does it take to heal? Yes, so timing on this one is definitely a big variable and it's not really going to be the same for anyone because people are at all different stages of the journey. There are people who are on the twin flame journey for, you know, multiple years. Some people who, you know, 
are in separation and have only known their twin for months. I know I just talked to someone who dated their twin flame for years and then or like two years or something like that and then went into separation. So, you know, all the circumstances are different and probably about equally painful. So definitely for a healing heart chakra, so a lot of that there's a lot of meditation that goes into that. So you can use a heart chakra. There are, you know, meditation like for certain hertz, like HZ, those things are like at different, you know, sound frequencies are specifically for healing the heart chakra. So I would recommend those, you know, looking up heart chakra meditation on YouTube or wherever. And then definitely really just self-love, a lot of inner child work as well. So you know, doing meditation on that and kind of just sitting with your inner child because a lot of, you know, abandonment, unworthiness, all of these wounds will be triggered a lot of times in separation. So a big part of that is, you know, sitting with your inner child and the part of you that didn't feel like you were good enough or felt like you were unlovable or things like that. So really healing that part and going back to, you know, sit with your inner child and what made you feel that way, but also just holding space for your inner child imagine yourself at whatever age you know you feel the need to heal and just tell them that you know you're sorry for what they went through that you love them that they are lovable and all this stuff you know that you never heard as a child and that's a big part of it for those who are dealing with you know childhood trauma or childhood wounds because that's a big thing you know that gets triggered when you're in separation that triggers all these things that you start to feel you know this rejection this abandonment this fear of being alone and all this stuff especially you know if you have codependency things you're working through it can be scary to be alone and to you know not have someone to lean on and not have someone also to rescue so sometimes you know in the codependent situation there's not only the person who is being rescued and who has someone, you know, to always lean on, but there's also the rescuer who, you know, kind of feels love from always taking care of everyone around them or fixing or saving everyone around them. And that can be something from childhood too, but just really getting to the root of the things that are feeling. And also with the heart chakra, like that's something associated with the color green. So incorporating green more, maybe even just like flowers and plants in your home would definitely be like helpful and then also just you know eating foods that are green as well like grapes a lot of plants like spinach and things like that and then also you know just there's really no timeline to it but you know meditation sitting with yourself sitting with the parts of you that are hurting and getting to the core of you know why you're you're hurting why these things are hurting you so badly and then just you know at the end of the day doing things that are gonna better you for yourself and ultimately for your connection will help you to kind of shift that focus away from the pain that you're feeling and towards kind of put that energy towards something positive but i know do you guys have any other tips on like heart chakra meditation and stuff no I know that like Kara and I are both like certified yoga teachers so like I know that like it sounds cheesy but like yoga really does help with like any type of chakra work in general because like your body physically holds on to trauma in like certain like areas of your body and if you think about like body language and like the messages that it sends to your brain like slouching is like saying to your brain like I don't feel confident and like that's 
where like the heart chakra is like located is in that chest region. So like doing any type of like heart openers, chest openers, like they could literally be like restorative ones where you're like laying on your back on a block or you can do like, you know, camel pose, dancer pose, any type of like back bendy open chest posture will really help because it's like undoing that physical trauma that's being stored in your body yeah that's amazing i didn't even know that you guys are yoga instructors until you said that so that's awesome (laughs) but i definitely agree that i feel like the body really holds on to that trauma and it remembers things that your mind doesn't always and your body can really be like a signifier too of things that you need to work on and you need to heal you know if you're feeling chronic pain or anything like that that's not coming from a physical injury that's a lot of times from repressed trauma repressed emotions that you're not dealing with so yeah that's yoga is like a great way to kind of heal and also just you know I feel like just it's another form of meditation being in that moment and like being just with you and your own body and your soul and I feel like it's just such a pure form of healing all right yeah thank you Thank you so much for being on our podcast. If you want, for all of our listeners, like feel free to plug your social media so they can go ahead and follow you and check you out. Yes, yes. So my Instagram is at divinemessages111. My Twitter account is at divinemess111. So that's mess with two S's. And then my YouTube channel is Divine Messages with Carly. So my name is spelled K-A-R-L-I. And that should be where you can find me. But also just thank you guys again for having me. I'm so like grateful and so honored to be your first guest. This was such an amazing like first podcast experience. I'm so happy that you guys had me on and we were able to like answer so many questions that a lot of people have had for me and that you know people who i feel like aren't twin flames are twin flames will really benefit from it yeah so i'm so happy (laughs) thank you again thank you guys (laughs) all right i think that that is it for this week's episode let us know if you guys like us having guests on here there's tons of different people we would want to bring on here so if you guys liked us having guests or were really interested in it or have some ideas of some guests you would like on our podcast let us know or even if you hated the idea of having guests and you were like I never want to experience that again also let us know because this podcast is for you guys like it's not for us like me and Kara talk to each other enough but (laughs) if you'd like to you know give us your feedback or just you know want to follow us on social media we are two times the people so there are two different social medias you can find us on if you want to follow us on twitter we are at blme at the stars my personal twitter or astrology twitter is astro with a zero instead of an o j-a-d-e kara is astro with the zero instead of an o k-a-r-a go ahead and follow our lovely guest this week at divine which i'm gonna spell because kara does not spell it d-i-v-i-n-e-m-e-s-s-1-1-1 that is d-i-v-i-n-e-m-e-s-s-1-1-1 on twitter if you want to follow us on instagram we are astro millennials and also at blme the stars if you want to follow carly on her Instagram, it is D-I-V-I-N-E, but this time, messages 111. Hope you got that. Yeah, that's it. 
Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you're falling in love with me, with Kara, with Carly, with your neighbor, with your friend, whoever you want to fall in love with. And we'll see you guys next Monday. Buckle your seatbelts because we're going to be in for a wild ride.